You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. College football fans, welcome into a special Friday night edition of Sonny and Semenza. And here we are in week 11 of the season. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I can't think of a better weekend of matchups than we're about to see this this week. Uh, really looking forward to a big Saturday coming up tomorrow. And with that said, let me go ahead and welcome in a former Pirate great, uh, also works for ESPN3 and uh, let me welcome in my good friend Jay Sunhalter. Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. Ready for some. These games are awesome this weekend, so ready ready for all the games. No doubt about it, Jay. I mean, what a slate of games. Um, I know you're – I believe you're calling the Campbell game this weekend, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, Campbell versus Delaware. Should be a real good game. Delaware ranked in the top five in, uh, in FCS, so be a good challenge for Campbell. Absolutely. Well, hope hopefully, you know, after that game or before you're able to catch some more action. Um, hopefully you get to catch the Penn State Michigan game because I think that's going to be an unbelievable uh, matchup there. Yeah. How about that one? That thing's going to be wild. It's going to be great. It really is it's one of the best games of the year. And, you know, Jay, before we uh, before we get started on week 11, um, some big storylines today in college football, Jay. And you know, none bigger than the story coming out of Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. He's been suspended, will not be on the sideline tomorrow for this game. And, you know, I have mixed feelings about this one because I feel like to a certain degree, everybody in college football is looking for an edge, um, probably doing similar type things. However, when you hear what Michigan did, um, literally had people traveling to games trying to steal signs and signals. That seems like, you know, next level. What are your thoughts on this, Jay? Well, I, I mean, I, I just think we 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 don't really know the inner details of what the findings were. And I think, you know, so I think it's hard. It's hard. If, if it is true, they broke violations. Okay, that's that's one thing. But the rule, like, you're allowed to steal signals. It's just you're not allowed to go to other people's stadiums and do it. Well, Okay, so they broke the rule, but how about all these other schools that are breaking rules? I mean, I, I don't know. I just think, I just think, yeah, they may have broken rules, but all these other schools are breaking rules or other rules too. So I don't think anybody's clean <laughs> right now. And I think the NCAA is a joke. No doubt. The NCAA is a worthless, feckless organization that they contradict themselves on a daily basis. You don't know what they're going to enforce and what they're not going to enforce. But interesting quote from Colin Coward, I thought. Uh, he says, the demand for a rush to punishment for Michigan is about one thing, fear. Meaning yeah. that, uh, you know, other teams don't want to play Michigan. And, you know, I, I, you know who knows? I, you know, to even begin to speculate what this is about, 
Um, but I, I thought for sure, if you really want to stick it to Michigan, if you really want to punish them, have Harbaugh sit out for the for the for the uh, postseason. You know, don't let him coach in the postseason if that's what you really want to do. Um, I don't know how much of an impact it actually has in these next few games, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, I just think – I mean, I think it's all BS. And then there's reports out that other schools colluded to to give Michigan signals away. I, I just think the whole thing's BS. I think they're they're going after Harbaugh. And I just think for the timing that they did it, they felt pressure and from the other presidents and other schools. I, I, I think the whole thing's ridiculous. And I think it's going to motivate Michigan. That's a good point. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely get more into that when we get into that game, uh, Jay. But another another big storyline coming out of today, I wanted to get your thoughts on, situation down at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin where, you know, you, you're trying to decipher exactly what happened there. But it sounds to me like like a player was maybe going through some struggles and just kind of disappeared. I mean, my, my take on it is the player just kind of disappeared. He was – asked to meet with the coaching staff for several weeks, failed to do so, wasn't responding to messages, and shows up in Lane Kiffin's office and uh, was was removed from the team. And you know, I'll just say I fully support Lane Kiffin on this one, Jay. What, do, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, I just I just think that he was he was told to come to the office multiple times. And I, I just, I mean, again, I'm not there in the building and don't know, but I think that that whole thing is a shame and BS. I'm, I'm with Lane Kiffin on that too. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just, I think that, you know, you have an opportunity or right to come meet with a head coach. And if you, if you ghost them, you don't really have a right to come back after the fact. Plus the conversation was recorded. So, you know, from the outside in, it looks like we know what this was all about. <laughs> Is to is to make Lane Kiffin the scapegoat and, and go after him in court, and I think the whole thing's ridiculous. Yeah, I think yeah. this player is very entitled, um, very entitled. I think that this player um, is going to get taught a, a serious lesson in life, and, and that's you have to be accountable. And uh, I'm really curious to say see which way the media runs with this story. Um, but you know, hey, can you imagine Jay back when you played? if you just disappeared for a few weeks and had the nerve to show up at the coach's office um, and have that conversation. I mean, it's just like, it's even, it's hard to fathom, right? It, it wouldn't go over well. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go over well for him either. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we definitely agree on that. Uh, but those were, you know, I, I just wanted to bring those up because two big stories that were kind of all over the media today and, you know, I'm sure you're going to hear much more about these over the next 48 hours. But with that said, buddy, let's let's get into it a little bit. Should we look back at last week, Jay, or should we skip that? What do you think? Uh, if we had good records, let's look back at it. <laughs> did, did we have good records? I, I don't know. I know what mine. I know I was three and two. I'm not sure where you. Oh, came. then let's look back at it. Let's we'll go back. We'll go back. <laughs> so here we are. We're we're we're, we're very close. We're very close, um, neck and neck again, heading into what the final three weeks of the season here. So it's still anybody's game, you know, uh, you know. But we're 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 right there. We're neck and neck. So how about that? I'll leave well, it at you, that. I'll leave you it. You got you got a nice lead, but I just want to get above five hundred. Yeah. Well, you know, last week you had to work 
um, and you know, you, you had a, a work obligation and you weren't able to be on the show and Bubba filled in, but listen, I had to put Bubba in check because he was talking trash for like a full hour, you know, about your picks. So I, I got a little offended by that, but I put Bubba in check. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Love giving Bubba a hard time. Bubba Rosenbaum producing tonight. Thank you, Bubba. Appreciate all you do. Um, so, hey, with that said, buddy, let's get into it. Bubba, can we get the first game up on the screen? Whichever one you want, let's throw it up. All right, let's see what we got. We're starting off with the biggest one, Jay, in my opinion. I think the biggest one of the day. We have number three, Michigan, at number 10, Penn State. This is a noon special on Fox Big game, Jay. I'll kick it to you. What do you think about this one? Well, I mean, be, being this this uh, new <laughs> the new uh, news coming out here tonight about about Jim Harbaugh, I think this is going to motivate Michigan. I mean, I think this is a tough game because Penn State's already lost Ohio State. Plus, they're playing at home. I just think that Michigan is going to come in. They're fired up to the next level. They're going to be on fire, and I think Michigan's the best team. So. Kind of in a shock here. I think Michigan's going to cover. So, Jay, how do you think – so you're – what you're saying is that you think that this situation with Harbaugh will actually maybe light a spark, maybe get the team dialed in even a little bit more than usual. And I, I do. Yeah, I do. And I, I don't think Penn State – I think Penn State's going to have that home field advantage, but I just think Michigan's on another level. I think Michigan has so many pros on their team. They're, you know, they're they're stacked. All right, all right. So you got Michigan then, all right? I got Michigan. Michigan Michigan minus four. Can't can't go wrong with that one. I want to throw some numbers at you, all right? Um, How about this, Jay? Michigan is the number one defense in the country. Penn State is number two. Yeah. So we we have a clash of some big-time defenses here. Now, I think the question with Michigan is who have they really played? You know, they they haven't really played – great opponents so far this year. So I think this is the biggest test yet for their defense. But with that said, I mean, they're outstanding. So you have you have two top defenses here. And then another stat that might surprise you, Jay, both of these offenses are in the top 10 in scoring. They both average 40 points a game. So you have this interesting clash of high-scoring offenses, which you don't really think of when you think of, like, Penn State. You don't think of them, you know – as a potent offense averaging 40 points a game. But anyway, these high-scoring offenses versus top defenses, something's got to give. Um, the over-under is 44-and-a-half. What do you think on the over-under, Jay? I mean, with these with these, with these, these incredible defenses, I mean, do you, how do you I think it'll that? be under. I think it will go under. Okay. Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, I, it's hard to say, but – you know, I, I'll say this. Um, I, 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 the fact that this game is at home, you know, it's in it's in Happy Valley. I think Penn State, they've disappointed me in the past. I, you know, I've been high on them. I picked them to beat Ohio State this year. They didn't play well offensively in that game at all. I'm hoping that since they're back at home, um, you know, maybe they've kind of come together a little bit as a team. They're going to have a better performance offensively. But, you know, I'm going to take Penn State plus the four. Um, even if Michigan wins, I can see them winning by a field goal. That extra point gives me a little 
little hesitation there, but you know, I'm going to go with the home team, Jay. I'll be honest. I, you know, I, a little bit of this for me is I'm, I just kind of like Penn State. Um, but I'll take the Nittany Lions, buddy. How about that? There you go. They got a great shot at it. It's going to be a big one. The biggest question is why is this game at noon? I mean, th- don't you think this game should be prime time? Well, you know? I think it's for TV. Fox has it. So they're going to put on their big noon kickoff. The big noon kickoff, yeah. I mean, I, I would just love to see this game at night um, under the lights. But, hey, we're not going to change that. So, uh, But what what an awesome matchup. Really looking forward to that one. Um, Bubba, what do we have next? Another good one. Ole Miss, 8-1 and one, at number two, Georgia, 9-0. and oh. This is a 7 p.m. game. It's the Dogs by 10.5. Jay, what do you think about this one? All right, yeah, I mean this one's a big one. I think uh, I think Georgia at home is going to have an opportunity here to show how good they are. I think Ole Miss is really good, but Georgia's getting Brock Bowers back, so uh, I'm going to go ahead here and say Georgia covers and wins this by 14 points. I like it, man. I like it. You know, I Ole Miss. You know, uh, when they when they play top teams like this, they they tend to struggle a little bit. You know, they got beat. At Alabama earlier this season, um, you know, certainly no shame in that. But listen, I say the same thing every week. George is the best team in the country, in my opinion. Until somebody beats them, you know, they're going to be my number one. I don't. I, the fact that they're ranked number two right now is outrageous to me. It's it's absurd. Um, they're the champion. Somebody's got to beat them. It's not going to be this week. It's certainly not going to be in Athens. I'm with you. Jay, I think Georgia gets it done. I could, I, I, I just, I, I feel exactly like you doing this. So I could see them winning by fourteen, maybe seventeen points, maybe getting a backdoor score at the end. But uh, the dogs are rolling, buddy. They are. They're going to be tough to beat again this year. They're going for a three-peat. They certainly are. And you mentioned Brock Bowers. I, Jay, I think, I think he is when he's healthy. He's been he's been banged up for a big part of this year, but when he's healthy. He might be the best football player in the country. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's a top 10 pick. Yeah, and, you know, it really annoys me how, you know, when people talk about the best players in the country, they always go to quarterbacks. You know, they always go to wide receivers. Never any love for defensive players. Definitely no no love for for a tight end. Uh, you're, you're a former tight end, Jay. I mean, you know, th- this guy is just – I don't know if I've seen a better tight end prospect come out of college football in, in many years. Yeah, he looked good as a true freshman too. I mean, he's he's unbelievable and where they can move him in formation and how he can catch the ball and he's been dominant, you know, since first year at the SEC. I think he's I think he's gonna be a difference maker at the pro level. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I see him as like a ten year starter in the league, like multiple all pros and he's he's got a big future. So you know, so hey, we agree on that one. Uh, again, seven o'clock game, dogs by ten and a half. We both have Georgia. All right, Bub, what do we got next? Ooh, ooh, another big one, Jay. Three thirty special on CBS. We got the Tennessee Volunteers at Mizzou. Surpr- a little surprised by this one. You know, it's the Vols by two and a half. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, this is an interesting game because uh, Tennessee has Georgia next week. 
So, you know, kind of a sandwich game here. Um, I think it's going to be a close matchup. I'm actually going to go with Missouri at home with the upset. I like it. I like that pick. Did you happen to catch any of Missouri last week at Georgia? Uh, I saw the highlights. I know you were working, um, but man, what a this this is a good team. This is a very good team. Um, a little underrated in my opinion, like kind of off the radar. You don't hear too much about them, but really good team. I mean, their losses are to LSU and and Georgia. So so um, and they and they played well in both of those games. I thought. And, I think my only concern here with Missouri is they were so jacked up for that game last week in Athens. Now they come back home, right? Are they able to bring that same emotion into this game? I think that's one of the reasons why you see Vols, the Vols by two and a half at Mizzou. But um, I don't know, man. I, I just like this team. Like you said, they're at home. I have no idea which way this one's going to go, uh, uh, but I'm with you, Jay. I'm going to go with the Missouri Tigers to take care of business. Money line, win this game outright. Go Mizzou. There we go. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, good football team. How do you say the coach's name? Eli? Is it Drinkowitz? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yep. He's doing a good job down there. Really good job. Bubba always corrects me with my names, which I sometimes get. <laughs> drink, drink wits, drink wits, unusual name to say. Yeah, I can't pronounce or or write, so I'm I'm over two on those. <laughs> <laughs> you say spell that. I have no clue how to do it. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, let's see. What do we have next here, man? We've. It seems like we've had Utah. Doesn't it feel like we've talked about Utah almost every week? I, I know, right? Yeah, they're always in the mix. This is a big one. It is a big one. Uh, at number five, Washington. Huskies by eight and a half. You know, Washington coming off of a unbelievable game at USC last, last Saturday night. A game that went pretty late. Washington was able to pull away in the end uh, and win that game and really kind of end – US any hopes USC had for a for a playoff run. But um Jay, what do you think about this one? Utah heading into Washington. Well, I mean, I think I think this is gonna be a really good game. I think Wash anytime, I mean, Matt, you know, anytime you have a huge game, it's tough to come back and play at that same level the next week. I just think and then Utah, you know, obviously had a tough game against against Oregon a couple weeks ago. I, I I just think that Utah is a really good team, and I think Washington's going to win. I just think they're going to go on the road and cover this. Okay. All right. You like Utah on the road. Good pick, man. Good pick. Um, I'll tell you, I, I, I think this is the first time all year I'm going against Utah, Jay. I think, like, I, I've, I typically pick Utah, but – I feel like offensively they're a little bit challenged. And the one thing Washington does is they can score a lot of points with Penix. Um, you know, I could see a very close game, but maybe Washington gets a little backdoor, backdoor cover at the end, maybe a field goal or a second touchdown. But um, I just really like this Washington team. I like Penix. Um, again, that game last week at USC, you know, 
that's a game that a lot of teams in college football will go on the road on the road and lose that type of game. Um, but they got it done. That's a really good sign. So I'll, I'm on the Huskies, man. I'll take the Huskies to win by ten. All right. How about that, buddy? How about that? Let's go. Coming out with how about, fire. How about them apples? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Jay. Where we got? What do we got next? Oh man, here we go. Really looking forward to this game. This is a, every year I love watching this game. Number four, Florida State at Miami, Jay. Six and three, Miami, a 330 special on ABC. It's the Knowles by 14. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think in rivalry games, I, I think it changes the, the landscape of these games. And, and I, I think it's at Miami. That's a big spread. I, I think Miami's going to cover this. I don't think I don't think Florida State's going to blow them out at home. Agreed, agreed. So you so you think that you think the Knowles will win, but Miami covers the fourteen? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, man. I I I, I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier today who's a Florida State fan, and and he said that two of their top receivers uh, are questionable for this game. Two of Florida State's top receivers are questionable. Um, like you said, great point on the rivalry. It's a lot of points. It, Miami, they're, they're just one of the more bizarre teams to me in college football. Like every time I think they're about to turn the corner, they'll have a bad loss. And then every time I bet against them, they have a big win. You know, I, I just can't get a feel for that team. Um, so, but I'm like you, it's a rivalry game. Um I don't see Miami winning, but I do think, you know, Florida State looked a little bit, um, I'll say not as sharp against Pitt. And with the injuries to wide receiver, this could get closer than people think. Um, so I'll take I'll take take the Canes to cover the 14 in this one. There you go. I'm with you. I'm riding with you. Yeah, man. So we're uh we're, we're, we're agreeing on quite a few of these this week. Um, is that the top five? Did we go through the big five already? Or do we have another one? I think we, I think we covered the biggest five. So what we do, Jay, is uh, like we always do, you know, uh, coming down the stretch after we cover the big games, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, ECU. Um this week down at Florida Atlantic, this line opened at 11. It came down to seven at one point, and now it's looks like it's uh, settled at, at Florida Atlantic minus seven and a half, Jay. Um, Pirates obviously, you know, had, a, had an opportunity last week to knock off a ranked team at home. Uh, defense played fantastic and gave them a chance, but offensively they just couldn't muster any offense for three quarters and couldn't get it done. Um, what are your thoughts about this one, Jay? Well, I mean, I just think for ECU, you know, this this is a winnable game. It's going to be tough on the road. Um, you know, last week, obviously, it, it was, you know, it was there, but uh, after the first quarter, things didn't go well. I just think here at, at the end of the year, you know, the, these next three games, I mean, th- there's challenges here with, FAU on the road, Navy on the road, then Tulsa at home. But, I mean, if we can put it together, we can win and, and knock this off. But, I mean, we, we've got to get something going 
and I think we need to get off to a good start again in this game. We just have to find a way to continue it on for all four quarters. So it'll be an interesting game, but I, I do think it's going to be close. Yeah, I think it will be close to Jay. And, you know, I, for me, I just haven't seen the adjustments um, offensively from East Carolina. Um, really just haven't seen the adjustments. You know, some of the things I've been kind of looking for are to attack the perimeter a little bit more in the running game. Um, you know, progress with the wide receiver screens, again, attacking the perimeter. Um, you know, th- this team tends to run the ball up the middle. With, with with very little success. Um, we don't move the pocket. We don't move the quarterback a lot in the pocket. Um, and we don't protect particularly well uh, on the offensive line. So it's just a bad recipe offensively. I hate to say it, but it is what it is at this point. And I don't really see the adjustments happening. So, you know, I, I don't expect much more out of the offense, you know, th- this week. Um, I think they'll probably play a little bit better than they did against Tulane. Um, I mean, that was, that was awful last week. I think they had 43 yards in the final three quarters. Um, so so this is an abysmal offense. I don't think they can fix it this year. I think, I think you're going to have to have major personnel changes and major changes to the offensive philosophy for this to get better. But, um, you know, with that said, um, I'm, I'm going to go Florida Atlantic. Um, the, you know, the ECU's defense just can't hold up forever. Um, and, and here's a stat from Bubba 41. We ran 40. How about this, Jay? I mean, this is almost unfathomable. We ran 41 offensive plays against Tulane. What do you think about it? Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, you know, I just, you know, the, the whole thing for me is whenever you lose a game like that, there, there are so many things that need to improve, you know, and, and and there's only four one plays. But this whole season, I mean, you look at just overall. There's, there's obviously one in eight. Everything has to be evaluated, and, and I think there's a lot of things that aren't going well. No doubt about that. It's, uh, it, you know, the analogy I, I've been using for several weeks is like you plug one hole in the dam, and then another one opens up, and it's just been that kind of year and. You know, you, you just hope that that East Carolina can find some momentum, you know, heading into these last three games, just find something positive to build on. Um, and here's another – this is another tough stat to read. ECU has not scored more than two offensive touchdowns in, in a game versus an FBS opponent this year. Um, another one that's, that's, that's really hard to fathom. Um, but – Jay, I wanted to ask you this, just philosophy-wise, I mean, for ECU, you know, w- with the red shirt rule now where, where you get to play in four games and maintain your red shirt, you know, here we are with three games left. Do you think that this staff will will incorporate, uh, you know, some young, some young players into the mix, possibly the young quarterback, Jeter? What, what do you think about that? Well, I mean – I'll tell you, I think they will if if the guys are ready. And if if I mean if there's ever a time to play young players, it would be right now. But if if they're playing them, that means they're probably close to being ready. But if some of these young guys aren't playing, I mean, you know, everybody's 
fighting for a win. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on everybody. So I think if certain guys aren't playing, that's because there, there's probably a reason. Because I think they would put anybody out there if it can improve the situation. No doubt about that. Um, you know, I think as it relates to to, to the quarterback, Jeter specifically, I, I would try to have a package for him, maybe try to get him a series early on in the game um, and, and just see how he does. I mean, my, my feeling on him is that, and specifically the quarterback position, it's it's been – it hasn't been good. All right, I'll, I'll be nice. It hasn't been good. Um I don't think it's going to really hurt anything by, by giving him a little run, you know, give him a series or, or, or two and see how he does. I mean, maybe he can bring something to the table athletically. Um, like I said, maybe have a certain type of package for him, but um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what he has. Now I, I don't think, I don't think next year's quarterback is on the roster. You know, I think they'll go to the portal for at least two quarterbacks um, with, with starting experience. I think, I think they have to, but um, just my thoughts, Jay, I mean, I, I, I might give him a little bit of run just to see what he's got. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think if he's close to being ready, he needs experience. That's, that's my whole, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. Cause I'm not at practice. I just, I just think there's so much pressure to, to do something. If, if he was ready, they would put him out, even if it was just for a series, which which says to me, if somebody's not playing, there, there's a reason why he's not playing. But that's that's just, again, my opinion from the outside. I, I, I don't I don't know. Absolutely, man. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm again, hopefully. The Pirates will play better offensively, but as it stands right now, I would I, if I had to bet on this game, and I and I won't, I'm not going to, but I would I would take Florida Atlantic just based on how the season's gone. But um, a few other interesting notes and stats, Jay, that that Bubba appreciate Bubba uh, doing the research and putting these in the comments section. But uh, if you look at the race in the American, you have Tulane, SMU. Texas San Antonio all at five and zero. Oh, you have Memphis at four and one. Jay, how do you how do you see the conference race? Like like who do you think is the best team in this conference? Who do you think will win it? When it's all said, um, I think Tulane will just because I trust them more than anybody with their head coach and their experience. But I do think it's wide open. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Um, it's definitely wide open. You know, I. I uh, look, Tulane looked very uh, human last week, but um, I think they have, you know, they're a better team than, than they showed. So, hey, we shall see uh, a few a few other interesting ones. Um, how about the job? I will mention a few coaches. Rich Rod down at Jacksonville State, Jay, seven and one. Uh, how about Jerry Kill at New Mexico State? Seven and three. What do you think about that? I mean, that's that's an outstanding job by both of those guys. Yeah, they're doing a good job. Yeah, and I mean, those those uh, those teams are rolling. They're playing at a high level, and you know, those guys have been at bigger programs, so they're doing it at another school. They're good coaches, no doubt about it. It seems like Rich Rod has won pretty much everywhere he's been. You know, over the years, he's got a, he's got a track record. So, but that's very impressive for that team, new to FBS football, and you know, to, to be, to be producing like that. Very impressive. But um, uh, let's see a few other notes here. Um, 
you have Liberty, the Liberty Flames, Jay. Undefeated. Very impressive job there. That program just seems to have it rolling right now. Yeah, no, they're doing a good job. I mean, they, they've got uh, great, great players and Jamie Chadwell. I've, I've done some of his games. He's very creative. They're, they're, they're steamrolling. No doubt about it. He, he's an outstanding coach and uh, has it going. But, um, you know, those, those are the big ones. Jay, I wanted to cover with you. Um, I know you already had some Italian food tonight, buddy. I know you had a little pizza. I have a nice, I have a nice chicken parmesan ziti dinner waiting for me, buddy. There you go. Um, that I'm about to go to town on, but uh, you know, I think I think we covered all the big ones, man. Any Jay, do you have any final thoughts as we as we put a bow on this one? Uh, Duke UNC will be a fun game Saturday night. Look forward to seeing that one. Um, I, I think that could be interesting. I saw UNC last week, and their offense is amazing. Their defense is dreadful, though. Um, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, tomorrow's going to be a huge day for college football overall. Some outstanding games. You know, ECU is going to be really interesting. And then, of course, that Michigan-Penn State game, I can't wait to see it and just see that atmosphere. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be phenomenal. And you know, one more thing, not not football related, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Jay, I'm excited about ECU basketball this year. Um, they host Campbell tomorrow night. I believe it's tomorrow night, right, Bubba? Tomorrow night, host Campbell. Um, excited to see what ECU basketball can do. I know, Jay, you you call games occasionally for ECU basketball. Um, and are you scheduled to be – oh, there it is right there. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off in Greenville. Are you scheduled to call any ECU basketball games this year, Jay? Um, no, not, not right now. I'm, I'm going to be over at Campbell actually for, um, I, I saw Campbell and then I was going to be Campbell, um, Campbell versus ECU tomorrow for Campbell's radio, but I've got their football game tomorrow, so I'm not going to be able to make it, but um, no, I love basketball season. I'll, I'll be at a bunch of Campbell games. Gotcha. Yeah. We did have uh, Chris Haymeyer, um, on the show the other night, Jay, he, you know, he sure. really good dude. Uh, great guy. Really, really great guy. You know, he had a lot to positive things to say about you. Um, final thoughts on basketball, you know, Jay Bubba did come to visit recently. We played one-on-one on my court. Um, I spotted him seven in the game. Oh, yeah. Spotted him seven. I won 10 to eight. Um, I tried to back him down in the post a little bit, but, uh, you know, you know how that goes, right? (laughs) Well, just as long as nobody got hurt, that's all that matters. (laughs) I pull hamstrings or get hurt every, every time. So y'all be careful. (laughs) Just joking around, Bubba. Um, but, uh, anyway, with that said, Jay, (laughs) on that note, I think we'll put a bow in this one. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You know, please, uh, please check us out uh, at the Sports Objective page on YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, like and subscribe. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Looking forward to a big day tomorrow. With that said, everybody have a great night.